Welcome to Power Suits and Pillow Talk, where professional success meets personal liberation. I'm Jen Koken, and alongside me is the extraordinary Lori Handlers. In each episode, we journey into the duality of modern women who want to conquer corporate barriers by day and dispel bedroom myths by night. We celebrate these powerhouse women, the ones who are redefining success professionally and personally. Join us for an exciting exploration into empowerment, breaking boundaries, and unabashedly embracing all facets of womanhood. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, Lori. Hello, Jen. How are you doing? I am excellent. I'm yeah. excellent today. Yeah, it's it's balmy, humid where I'm at because I'm near the water. I know you're in dry Phoenix. I'm in Annapolis in dry, in the water. Very dry yeah. Phoenix. Dry skin yeah. Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I hated that when I lived in Denver. The moment I moved to Denver, I had like a cracked lip, cracks on my fingers. My nose would bleed. It was awful. Oh, well, my yeah. hair got straight. That's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. That happened to me, too. When yeah. I was in <laughs> but here I'm near the water and later on, I'm going to go listen to music on the wharf oh, and beautiful. watch people dock their boats and listen to the music. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're talking about the how being powerful doesn't, doesn't mean you're a bitch. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a bitch. So right. I used to say that when boy babies and girl babies were in their crib and then in their high chair, and the boy baby would throw down his bottle or something from the high chair, the parents would say, oh, he's going to be a great athlete. He's going to be powerful, very, very assertive. And if a girl baby would do the same thing, throw down her bottle or something from her high chair, they would say, oh, she's going to be trouble. And that, really? oh yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. First time here schooling me here, Lori Handler. <laughs> yeah. I used to talk about it a lot and the, just the way of looking at and listening to the assertions of uh, male children and the assertions of female children. And so I think that's, I think it's still part of our culture, even though there are so many more women executives and so many more women entrepreneurs. I mean, women by and large have discovered it's like part of the secret that they need to be in business for themselves because they're not getting the proper pay or the proper recognition or the whatever, even though we fought for so long in, in companies, many women have turned to entrepreneurship and they're doing quite well. Although our friend Vanessa Shaw says that only one or 2% of women own businesses, make it to six figures, make it to six, and only figures. 12% are million dollar businesses. Yes. So that's not yeah. a lot. That's not a lot, nope. but women are turning to their own device. So the thing is, yeah. do I, or you, or they have to be a bitch in order to get there? Has anyone called you a bitch lately? Lately to my face, <laughs> not that I, not to my face behind my back. I have no idea. But if you remember one of the episodes, we said what other people think of you is none of your fucking business. So right. I don't know. I'm sure somewhere people are saying, you know, 
she's a bitch. But when we're talking about corporate leaders, right, female yeah. leaders, uh, and we're looking at corporate America, because of course, part of why we're talking about from the boardroom to the bedroom is how you leverage your power at home and how to leverage, I mean, sorry, at work, and then how to leverage it at home and how to embody divine masculine, divine feminine, and the duality between the two. I often think still to this day, people have said, oh, she just slept her way to the top. Oh, couldn't have gotten there on her own accolade. She probably wink, did some favors for somebody, or she's a bitch. That's why she's in that position. And that makes me super, super mad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is back to my opening about the high chair. People find it easier and have been conditioned to find it easier to take direction from men who might resemble drill sergeants or might just give out orders and not say please and thank you, but just say, we need this by this date, do it. And when women say it, it has a different slant to it. It has a different skew because even from that early time of high chair, when the parents said, oh, she's going to be trouble, people say, oh, she's just so demanding. She's a bitch. And she doesn't say please or thank you. She just says, do it. And they can hear that from like a male voice, <laughs> but they can't hear it so well from a female voice. I have noticed for myself, because I manage teams of people, I've noticed for myself that I have to tell them in advance, and I do this. It's like a caveat. I say, something you need to know about me is I'm not nice. I need I don't let, want to be nice anyway. I don't think nice is a compliment. So I say, I'm not nice. I'm going to ask you for various things and direct you in various things. And at the very end, I will say, thank you. And I will acknowledge you for the great work that you did. But while we're in the action of it, I'm going to just say, grab the tissues, get the thing. I need this report, do it. And I just want to let you know not to expect me to bend over backwards and please, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just do it. I'm not going to, I'm like, just imagine that I'm somebody who's going to say it on the back end. And I am. Right. You're going to, you're going to be, you're going to have to be a straight talker. Exactly. Like exactly. Well, you know what that, you know what that made me think of as you think about an operating room. No one's like, hey, nurse, whoever, could you please maybe get that scalpel over there. And meanwhile, the person's like <laughs> crashing on the table. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so it's like a silly, I love when I do sports analogies and my team are like, oh God, there she goes again. Cause I'm terrible at sports analogies or, you know, you don't, there's no niceties in the operating room. And so if we're producing results as leaders, if we're in that mode of producing results, yes, there's going to be direction. Yes. There's going to be a commanding presence. Absolutely. Because guess what? We got to pierce through something to make a difference and time is of the essence. I've been in courses with you when you're leading, certain things have to happen quickly, right? Or the moment's going to pass. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't have time to say, please, I just say, get this, do this, be just like an operating room. But that, so that, so it's necessary here to distinguish that I'm actually in my male polarity when I'm doing that. When you said penetrating, piercing, that's the 
masculine penetrates and pierces the situation, the, the necessary, the needed, while the feminine contemplates like the whole picture and the whole thing and takes a little bit more time. And in some situations, there isn't that kind of time. When you're driving, sometimes there's not that kind of time. You can't meander. You have to just get it, make the turn, you know, step on the brakes, like do it. And some people really take issue with that. Yes. So funny because on Sunday, I'm doing a meeting with my alumni association because it's the 50th anniversary of a program that I was part of when I was a senior in college. No, I was not a senior in college 50 years ago, but the program is 50 years old. And so the first meeting we had, oh my God, the meandering and the following this train of thought and that train of thought. And all I could think of was like, what did we get done? We need to scope it out. We need to go to the 50,000 foot view. What's the plan? And I plan to interrupt on Sunday. If it goes the same, I'm going to be like, look, you know, can I interrupt? Can I lead this meeting? Thank you. Okay. Look, here's the, here's what we're doing. Here's this, here's this, there's this. I get that you're concerned about that. We're not going to, we're going to park that. We just need to figure out the logistics and the planning, how many people, where we're going to go. Let's, and I can be very directive and I will say, look, can I lead the meeting? Yeah, great. I, it's going to come across as very directive and I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? Good. Let's go. So the definition then really is, or the question really is, what is the definition of a bitch? A female dog. (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) you're hysterical. I think the definition of a bitch. I do stand up comedy too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm being literal, right? Like the. Yes, I got it. I think the definition of a bitch is somebody who's backstabbing, competitive, self-aggrandizing. I don't know if that was the word I wanted, but self-involved and isn't looking out for the whole picture, isn't looking out for people. And being directive is simply being in the masculine and a woman who is who has the capacity to balance between being in the masculine, being in the feminine is very talented and not at all a bitch, but somebody who like knows how to balance and wear whatever hat is needed to get a result. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's being bitchy. I think being bitchy is getting someone back, being vindictive, gossiping and colluding And men and women can be that way. Exactly. But I've never heard a man called a bitch. Well, here's what's interesting. I just Googled like Miriam Webster. What do they say is since 1828, we've been making words up, (laughs) (laughs) making up definitions. We've been doing that since 1828 because somebody made this up, right? So the definition of bitch, informal and often offensive, a malicious, spiteful or overbearing woman doesn't say man says woman. Then it says some, something that is extremely difficult, objectionable, or unpleasant. Interesting. Oh yeah. When you say, oh, it's a bitch. Ain't that a yeah. bitch? Like it's, yeah, it's a bitch that, you know, the heat's a bitch right now. So, you know, July and August are always a bitch in the subway. Cause it's so hot. Right. Kind of thing. Right. 
but it definitely refers to the female of the species of whatever yep. the species is. So, or a situation that's untenable. Yep. So, yeah, I, so let's break this myth. Let's yeah. bust this myth and say, you can be sweet. You can be direct or I can be sweet. I can be direct. I can be however I need to be to get my, the job done. And yeah. I can not, I can stop being that way. This is the thing about taking off the masculine when it's time to date or when it's time to get in the bedroom. I can yeah. be sweet and I don't have to be directive in all of those situations. But I will say, I, do, I will say because I am in a partnership, the more direct I am with my requests, the more my partner appreciates it and says, Thank you. I can do that rather than me bitching about something like the trash is too high or could you yeah. get the car fucking washed? That was my request today. So did you say it that way? Can you get the car fucking washed? No, I said, I said, love, could you get the car washed? This is a request. And he said, sure, I can do it. He went right out and did That's it. That's great. Yeah. So, so even that in a, my partner now, I think that takes some skill. I think some partners, I was once told, oh, this is long ago. I'm really dating myself. When I was a sophomore in high school, I was dating a boy who was a senior in high school. And, and when we broke up, he was on his way to college. When he broke up, when we broke up, he told me that I needed to meet someone who was a doormat, somebody I could stomp on. And that wasn't him. Now I've grown a lot since then. <laughs> but I'll kind of never forget it. You know, yeah. like I thought to myself, wow, he's giving me this feedback as he goes out the door. Like, couldn't he have given me this feedback before? Never said anything about that. I think I've always been somewhat direct. That's, that's a good segue to just do a quick tease about our next show. Because mm. the next show... I'm calling it, you don't have to please everyone. You're not a jar of Nutella, but it's all about people pleasing. Cause that was me. It wasn't, I wasn't direct. I was like, well, what do you need? What do you want? Which I would lose myself and lose who I was, mm. you know, based on the household I grew up in and the way that my, we have talked about it on previous shows and the way that my the familial dynamic was, well, I would never, nobody would have said to me, you need a doormat. They would have been like, you're too needy. I'm like, what do you need? What can I do for you? Fawning over people, you know, but mm. you don't need to do that either. Cause you're not a jar of Nutella. You don't have to please everybody. Thank goodness. Right. I'm a jar of me. Yeah. Yeah. I are, think you, I have- are you spreadable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under certain circumstances. Yes. yes. I think I had a little of that. I didn't do it. I mean, I did that with my friends. Until I got boundaries, I have to say, boundaries made all the difference in the world for me. Learning about boundaries, finding out that I didn't really have any until I was angry. Like Mm. until I ran over my own boundaries, I let people trespass. I gave them too much time. That was my big, I didn't do everything for them. I didn't, I certainly had preferences that they knew about, but I think I overran my time. Yeah. And my generosity. Oops. And sorry. I, and so until I got boundaries, 
I think I had that people pleasing, but okay, this is a look into the next show. So I yeah, don't want to go too far into it. But I also think we should do a show on boundaries. I just wrote that down in our list. I think we should okay. do a show on boundaries because often people don't know their boundaries until they're crossed. They and when they we do. express boundaries, it's usually like, this is what I need rather than you know, hey, this is what I'd like. What do you like? Let's see if we can negotiate and we may or may not be on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, we need to keep going, you know, see ya, bye kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So circling back to the people pleasing, how I've related to other people's boundaries is that's the way that I have to, oh, that's their boundary. So there's no negotiation. It's just the way things are. Rather than saying like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't work for me. Like it doesn't work for me not to have communication between the times we see each other. Because for you, that comes across as needy. That doesn't work for me. I can't just be like, hey, and then a week later, hey, and not be connected in between. Right, 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 right. But there's the universal connection. Fuck that shit. I got there's a universal connection, but how about some words or thinking about you, right? Exactly. Many more shows to come. Yeah, big stuff. But anyway, I don't, this bitch thing, let's erase it. Let's cancel yeah. it in the cancel yeah. the bitch evaluation, cancel it and yes. just give people their props. Like if they are successful and they've made it one, they didn't probably sleep to the sleep their way to the top. And nope. two, nope. they didn't have to be a bitch to get there. Kindness works too. And directness, kindness and directness is what works. And most of the successful women that you and I know are kind and direct. Yep, exactly. And when we're not, we own it. Yeah, we can apologize or say, wow, I was a little harsh. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Really good. Awesome. Awesome. Ah, Another great show, Lori Handlers. Until next time, and please leave your comments. Let us know how you're feeling about this show. And let us know if there are any subjects that you want us to bring up about successful women. Thanks, everybody. Bye. That's a wrap on another inspiring episode of Power Suits and Pillow Talk. We hope that our conversations continue to enlighten and encourage you on your journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Remember, there aren't any limits to what you can achieve, be it in your career or your personal life. I'm Jen Koken, and my amazing co-host is Lori Handlers, reminding you to keep smashing those ceilings and debunking those taboos. Until next time, keep dominating the boardroom and owning and taking up space in the bedroom. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish remixes out now on Electric Has Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.